the Staff and Graph podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. Inlinks are salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. Welcome to a very festive edition of the Staff and Graph podcast. Um, I'm not sure if you notice, Rachel and I are not dressed normally. <laughs> uh, we are dressed as Snow Miser and Heat Miser, as we've talked about before. Snow Miser for me because I love the cold and it's a lovely day today. Walk through a snowstorm, my favorite weather. Love yeah. It. And Rachel is Heat Miser. She loves the heat. And uh, yeah, so I guess it's our... It's the first of our a few of our Christmas if we had episodes. This, if we recorded this like one day later, we could call it like the 12 days of Christmas because it's 13. It's like 13 to 14 days to Christmas right now, like to Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. So true. If we recorded recording on Monday. If we record on Tuesday, we could call it. This is the first of our 12 days of Christmas uh get ups but no we had to mess it up um anyway <laughs> alas we had to stick to the recording schedule anyway rachel um so before we get started i just want to say um and i want to be able to confirm this that shohei otani is not on a plane to toronto right now uh no and i i know what the backstory is speaking. yeah so do i it's uh listen i feel so bad look look i feel really bad for john morosi that's what i was that's exactly what i was yeah. gonna say listen i feel I was stupid enough to get my hopes up. I was stupid enough to get excited about things. And I just should realize now not to get excited about things in life. Um, but uh, yeah, but I mainly feel bad for John Morosi, considering that like I, I, you know, from a journalistic perspective, if this happened to me, like I would walk into the ocean and let they the take deliberately me. fed him. Yes. Bad info. Him and the guy on Dodgers Nation. Yeah. Got deliberately fed bad info. I even feel worse and for... And then when, they, when he reached out to be like, hey, I was given this, and can you confirm he's not on the plane, and they out, they just straight up didn't respond, you could have just said no. I almost feel worse for the Dodgers Nation guy. I think it's J, J.P. Hoonstra. Yeah. Um, Because, like, yes, he's a, he's a baseball uh, Writers of America member, but, like, Dodgers Nation is, like, it's not, like, it's, it's an up-and-coming, it's like a blog, you know? And so, like... I can't. I like, to get I, that wrong is no, but like I imagine like like someone using like I, rem- I imagine I don't know like a, a Leaf using like someone at like Leafs Nation, mm-hmm. you know, who's just like you know early twenties trying to make a name for themselves, coming up is like so excited to get like the scoop of the century, and then like no one will ever believe what they say again. Well, and I think like there is one one villain in all of this, and it's CAA. Like, how you conduct business. First of all, Robert Herjavec might not want to make an appearance in Toronto for the foreseeable future because that guy's going to get, like, to allow himself to be used in the fashion that he was. Uh, because he is a CAA client. That's he is how a this CAA client. all happened. Um, All of it was... And then I, I have a bone to pick. Okay. Shai Davidi, John Heyman, Bob oh, Nightingale. Don't even... Don't like, even get I just want to say, first of all, John Heyman being like Toronto has a small town feel to it outside of hockey. Uh, is it? I, we have three and a half million people in the downtown core, eight million in the GTA. Like, 
a quarter of the country lives in Toronto or lives in Ontario. We don't, we don't need to. We don't need to list those facts. Toronto is a top five major. And maybe maybe city. it has a small town feel because you can ask someone for directions on the street and they're not going to swear at you or take out a gun and potentially shoot you. I don't know. I mean, if you're on this TTC, who knows? <laughs> but, but you like, know what I mean. Like it has a small town feel because I can go to a mom and pop shop. It doesn't. And it could be fine. It's honestly just say it doesn't have a small town a, feel. It just doesn't. say you didn't want to cover a Canadian team. Just say you didn't want to. I've lived in Toronto my entire life. I've lived in downtown Toronto since I was 18 years old. Like, I've lived in New York City and in yeah. Toronto. They have the same goddamn feel. It's just yes. everyone in Toronto is way more polite. But the downtown, like I've lived in, I've lived in Toronto. I've lived in downtown Toronto since I was 18 years old. Like I've lived in like a place. I've that's where I've lived and. Believe me, Toronto does not have a small town feel. But look, we don't even need to. We, I, but I, yeah, the, the whole like don't believe rumors. The MLB account tweeted it. It was y- your own like Rogers Sportsnet employees. They had the ability to like squash it. And at the same time, too, um, like the one thing I'll say, though, is if they told Rogers that he was coming and Rogers spent money to like outlay all of this, that's a lawsuit. Because if you tell somebody he's coming and they make all these preparations and it's just a ruse, you can be sued for that. And it's not like, like Shai Davidi's piece in particular pissed me off because Rogers actually pulled Barker and Blair, who were on vacation, to put them on the radio. So clearly it's not nothing. So don't get on this high horse. Well, well, it's also like rumor. It's not. Okay. So the, so John, John Morosi is like MLB on Fox is on MLB network all the time. He's also every week he's on Sportsnet. Exactly. So that's so that's someone you welcome onto your airwaves. Um that's he's also like a very well respected insider. Um for hockey and baseball. And baseball, mainly baseball. He very rarely has a hockey like insider take. But like and then on top of that, um what was I going to say? Yeah, like and, and then you like the actual MLB account like you said shared that in a graphic like it like you can't get on fans are supposed to engage with the content sport. I guarantee you Sportsnet, specifically for its MLB uh, uh, slant had its best traffic week and best traffic day on Friday. They've it did. Ever had. I confirmed with yes. somebody. So it was like their go. best day for traffic since like since like the 2015 run, probably or something for, like that. for the Jays. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't get so like since Bautista. So while the, while they're counting their money, basically, and yeah. while it's coming in, they're scolding fans for doing what gave them the money like it, it makes no sense and then like john Heyman and bob nightingale first of all john Heyman called aaron judge arson judge so you just settle john it down Heyman, right well over john there. no john Heyman is the mo- like i can't stand that guy i can't either but john Heyman is the most uh like america like um, centric uh, uh like specifically new york big market centric i don't blame him for not wanting to go to toronto because it's not in his backyard and he'll have to like clear customs to go like oh the humanity even though even though john Heyman is in new york he writes the new york post and let me just tell you the the jays are in the yankees division so he would see shohei otani coming through new york like four times a year um but also like john Heyman, uh, what i love about what i love about uh bob nightingale 
is he basically put the entire industry on blast in his article. I'm not Which sure is, if you saw it. I, and I every, love that article, but also that's the guy that's been wrong the most. Yes, jo- like, Bob, Bob Nightingale. Pot meat kettle, man. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a meme that if Bob Nightingale says something, the opposite will happen. Yeah. And look, he seems like a really nice guy, and I really appreciate like his... His uh, his article was fantastic. His article because he was basically just like we really we degraded ourselves during like this. we got used, which is exactly what happened. I gotta if say though, everyone should be yelling at CAA. I gotta like, say we though, Scott Boris was bad. This is way worse. CAA, that's some that's some damn fine agenting though. I gotta well, tell you, te- no, it technically goes against business practices. Like they might get themselves sued. Well, they have seven hundred million dollars to fight that lawsuit. No, that belongs to Shohei. Well, and my favorite part of this all. So Shohei signs, you know, ten years, seven hundred million dollars, and the biggest thing from a lot of, you know, a lot of the 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 wealth people on uh, on TikTok, not TikTok, but like on Twitter, they say, yeah, well, Shohei Otani, he's only gonna be taking home three hundred and like sixty-seven million after I'm taxes. I'm sure he'll manage. Listen, no, no, no. If <laughs> not even just he'll manage. If Shohei Otani pays the full tax for california i'll be shocked he he should he should execute his accountant yeah like he should not just fire it he should like firing squad his accountant yeah like it is like he will not he i i guarantee you he already has that his account already has a system where he will keep like 90 percent of that you set up here here's how you do it figure it out here's how you do it folks you set up a corporation pay the corporation Mm, you only pay 12 percent tax that's how you do it and that's just and that's just like like the first sort of method that he's going to use. I guarantee you. He's also using the deferrals. He'll use deferrals. He'll use the um. He'll he'll use like offshore accounts. He'll use even like you know some sort of residency in Japan, which I I would imagine has lower taxes. Like he will oh, go yeah all over. Like believe me, it is not. He wouldn't have purposefully signed in the place that has the most in, like the most income tax, like. And also, he seems like a pretty humble, like, chill dude. Like, he just takes photos with his dog. Do you think he truly cares when he's making that much money? Like, that's that's your kids, 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 kids. Like, that's empire money. Like, he doesn't. What are the odds that a guy that's that humble even cares? Like, to that extent, to the point where, like, Jeff Bezos level of money. You know what I mean? Like, Jeff Bezos counts his pennies because he's a piece of shit. Shohai is not Jeff, that. Jeff Bezos is maybe on a different level because he's got like a hundred billion. But you know what I mean, like. But that's but yeah. that. That's what makes it worse. It's like he's penny counting. It's and also nonsense. And I'm just gonna say something here, and it's gonna be controversial. Mm-hmm. That's an that's an overpay. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> like you Shohei could do Otani, a lot with seven hundred mil. Shohei Otani is is like maybe the bet like will go down as one of if not the greatest baseball players to ever play. Like yep. if, if he had started his I, career in yeah. in the MLB, he would undoubtedly be the goat by now. Still, seventy million dollars for for one player for a guy who just had Tommy John. Yeah, so we don't even know if we like. You what if just, he can't pitch? Like if he can't pitch again, you're paying a DH seventy million or seventy million dollars a year. It's a problem. And like I would have honestly, I and you and I were talking about this off like. Yeah. Like, leading up to this. And I remember talking about the fact I'm like, I'm not gonna be happy if the Jays pay more than six hundred and fifty million because I think it's too much. That money can be better spent. Now I'm not even remotely confident that Rogers is gonna spend that money now. But that, well, they're not. They're not. No, they they were opening like, up the chest can, for Shohei. You can I would rather like Cody Bellinger 
James Paxton. Like, you could get three or four. Wait, who are you going to say that second one? Uh, James Paxton. His, no. I don't... Man. No. He's washed, dude. Okay, as opposed to a guy who won't pitch at all next year? No, I'm saying... They already have a good rotation. I, I but know what I'm saying is, is, like, I would rather you spend it on three $20 million players than one $70 million players. Absolutely. What I'm getting at. Or even, like, take a swing and get two... $35 million, million dollar players. players. Like, the thing is, too, is that this this was going to be so monumental that it was based, like, Shohei Otani coming to the Jays was going to shift Rogers' entire, like, business plan. They were because gonna, they were going to be in Japan. But they were going to drop the NHL rights. Yeah. Like, after, at, like, and I think they already were anyway, but they were going to drop the NHL rights, NHL rights and pivot, direct, like, basically mainly to, like, baseball. Like, it would have changed And that would have been smart. Rush. It would have been smart because they way over, talk about overpays, they way overpaid for the NHL rights. Like, they, yeah, they thought that, you know, like a million, a million and a half people were going to tune in for like a Stars Blue Jackets game on a Sunday night every every week. Not happening. But yeah, it's there's better ways to spend that money. Um, I do want to point out the Cody Bellinger thing, though. That picture it's is an old picture. Girlfriend posted. Yes. There is a an entirely new skyscraper new building that is that missing. Is, there's a new build. Photo. There's a so new like, building that has been constructed and built. Yeah. So that picture is at least three years old. It's from 2019. People. So, went back, so that's four. Yeah. Yeah. Like. You, that might just be like I had th- this old picture of we're in Toronto, but I couldn't get the picture. She, of the so I Tower. think I think she posted. She also deleted that picture from her from her story. So mm. you know sleuths. Um, but she also posted I think a picture at like a Toronto restaurant. So I think they, they are in Toronto. However, she is like a model. Clo- Clo- Cody Bellinger's wife is a model. So she shocking. Could just be, so shocking. So she could just be a model for. Um, What's it called? Like she could, she could just be. She could be with elite work. model management. She, she could be, be in with... for work. You know, yeah. like it, like whoever. But th- it really was like we've never. I would seen... be so. I've loved Cody Bellinger for like a while. Like I have a Cody Bellinger. Oh, he'd jersey. be he'd be great. Yeah. I have a connection to Cody Bellinger. I'll tell you after the after the podcast. But like he like I I think he would be great. There's there's some interesting free agents that Jays go out and get. But like I it, it'll take it's taken me a little bit of time to like refocus because I really I really did believe that like. The greatest MLB player, probably ever. The greatest baseball player, probably ever, was going to sign with the Jays. It did. I, 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 I was. I, I believed it, it was for, an overpay, though. Like I, if yes, the Jays absolutely. signed that deal, I'd be over the moon that they got him. But I'd also be like, this. Well, I'd also be like, contract. Vlad is probably gone. Bo is like Matt Chapman's all the way gone. Yeah. Kind of like I don't know. I think there's there's a way to approach contracts like these, and I mean. Let's all like it is not good for baseball that he was with the Dodgers or the Yankees. Like, mm. I'm sorry, but that is the most elitist way of looking at the it. The Yankees were never involved in this, so stop bringing up like John the Hammond Yankees. talking about the Yankees. Nobody cares. The Yankees weren't involved in this. He said he never wanted to play in New York, so get off that the old high horse there. Yeah, and also like people were like, oh, oh Orange County and Los Angeles, like they're not the same. They're within thirty miles of each other. They're the fucking same. However, like people are like, oh, he's going to have to. He's not even going to have to move. No, no, no. He's, he's moving. Going, he has to move. Do you have any idea how traffic like LA Hello? traffic and how and how far it is like, buddy, he's, he's going to move when LAFC plays the galaxy. The name of the game is called El Trafico. Yeah, because of the traffic. So there you go. So, yeah, I, I, I understand that Anaheim and LA are different cities, but do not like they're closer than Buffalo and Toronto. Please get an all the way grip. They're they're closer than Toronto and Barrie, which is like an hour. Mm-hmm. Like get 
out of here yeah. with that nonsense. Anyway, so let's we just spent we just spent you know like twenty minutes talking about baseball. That's great. Um, let's hop into hockey, Rachel. It was a violent weekend of hockey. It was a very so surely there'll be weekend. multiple suspensions, right? Surely the man who who nicknamed himself the violent gentleman will <laughs> handle it well. Um, listen, listen. I think he will because a first of all, if we had David Perron cross checking, I believe it was Matthew Joseph. No, it was Artem Zub, not even the guy oh, who it was like, Artem made Zub. Yeah, so yeah. so Matthew Joseph like obliterates uh, uh, Dylan Larkin and Parker Kelly. Yes, and it was like a weird coming together. It was, it was a double a, Dion. It was a fluke. Know? It was and, a fluke. Uh, and so Dylan Larkin, by the way, out like indefinitely because um, but X-rays came back negative, yes, which is which super is good. Which means he doesn't have a broken neck. So David Perron comes in and just decides to bury the shaft of his stick into the face. He went of, heat miser. He, he really <laughs> did go heat miser. And so now uh, David Perron, in the most uh, nonsensical term, David Perron has an in-person hearing via Zoom. So this is what I don't understand. And I would love to ask Alan Walsh this question. What the? Okay, it's an in-person hearing. He's very obviously being suspended. He'll be suspended. Uh, I'm like, gonna go with six. Yeah. Um, he's gonna get suspended. So, uh, just fly to New York. That's where the offices are. You fly to New York, man. Like you gotta be here. None of this Zoom nonsense. I understand if Iserman is there over Zoom because he's traveling with the team, but the actual player. You need to be there in person. Like, what are we doing? No, but like, why are they even allowing that to be like an in-person hearing is in person. Like, That's an oxymoron. An in-person hearing via Zoom. It's not the same. NHL. <laughs> not, not This doesn't happen. Not least, even the most baffling decision that that department made this weekend. This doesn't happen in any other sport. In any other sport. Um, League. So then, on, so then we had three, uh, we had three like massive boarding hits. Uh, basically. Were they boarding, Mike? Well, do we know what boarding is? I don't think we do, um, because we had three like big sort of. Kyle Poso certainly is like uh, hit instances. I will call it um, where it was handled kind of three different ways. We had uh, we had Vander Kane just obliterate um, Jonas Brodin. Jonas Brodin zero from, penalty from behind that. First of all, like that was a suspension that should 100% Full be a suspension. It should be at least a penalty. <laughs> at least like, two minutes. Like, like Jonas Brodin had, I, I watched it. He's out indefinitely too, four yes. to six weeks. I watched it like even just here, but like before, like Brodin's back is to Kane the entire time. It's very similar. For like 10 seconds, basically. Yeah. And, then you have, he doesn't let up. Like you can't blame, you can't blame it on a, um, on like a, uh, a turn like a turn or, or any or like momentum was already going away his entire back was was face and Kane just went in and obliterated him. it's not like no the, penalty. the there's been a few hit the Jaden Struble hits actually a great example of it and they talked about it on the broadcast he turns and we've seen this with Luke Hughes like four times and the reason that we're seeing this is because in minor hockey they are teaching kids to turn their backs to draw penalties these kids are gonna break their goddamn necks can you not Teach this, please. Like, I I coach in minor hockey now, and I I tell the defenseman, I'm like, if, if I see you do that, you are sitting until you learn not to do that because I will not have you concussed, broken neck, broken arm because you're trying to draw a penalty. That is a ridiculous way of looking at it. It's also a byproduct, and I can't believe this is going to come out of my mouth. Paul Bissonnette is right. It is a byproduct of not teaching kids how to properly hit at a yep. younger age. You could teach them how to hit before they're allowed to hit. 
Like you could teach kids how to hit and take a hit, right? How to receive one Mm -hmm. starting at eight, but tell them you can't use it in a game until they're 13. Like it's not hard. Yeah. So that that's basically when I like I grew up in the GTHL, you know, like double A, triple A, all that. And that this was a, a this is a new occurrence, like the 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 turning the back. See, I like I would get suspended a lot for hits from behind because I would just hit kids from behind I, because I was a psychopath. Um, and, I had a lot of, and I had a lot of anger issues back in the day. But um, these days they're 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 doing it as like a I don't know, as, as like a strategy. Yeah, like Jaden Struble went and turned his back, and you actually heard the Montreal broadcast. They're like, Alex Burroughs needs to pull him aside, Stefan Robina, yeah. and be like, hey, kid, take an angle. Don't if, do that. I know. Okay, so if anything, maybe if you wanted to call something on that, and so then the Eric Robinson had a hit um, on Jaden That was Struble. like the least bad hit of the three. If you want to call anything, maybe it's charging, but he did glide. So, like, it's so it just seems like it's two minutes it's for just boarding. A hit. Like, it's two minutes for boarding. Maybe boarding, but like we'll see. Like I don't know. And then the worst one I think was was uh, uh, Nick Cousins on Erica Branson. Yeah. Okay. And that will lead us into to a conversation about the Florida Panthers. I wanted like that is maybe the most like gutless, cowardly, like chicken shit thing I have ever seen from Nick Cousins. What a baby! Like actually, I. What an absolute baby. So I want to talk about the Undertaker moment because that was far and away the funniest thing I've seen this year. Like, Erica Branson's like, I just got crushed. Then he realizes there's not a penalty. He's like, justice immediately rises from the dead and, like, starts pummeling Nick Cousins. And honestly, if the refs originally called it a five, if based on Erica Branson's reaction alone and the nature of the hit, that should have been five in a game. Without a doubt. But he they was reduced it. From behind, his hands, if you actually watch it, his hands go directly between Good Branson's numbers. Yeah. Like there's no shoulder and anywhere ever. And on t- and on top of that, like it was it was like full speed. Like it, it was disgusting hit. And here this is the thing that annoys me about the Florida Panthers the most. And hey, look, it go it goes to their credit because it ended up being Erica Branson getting the the most of the discipline aside from the guy who actually committed the crime basically. But like they they maybe aside from from Matthew Tuchuk cuz he tends to answer the bell, but none of them answer the bell. And this goes back to last year. Yeah, I still think Matthew Kachuk does really ratty. He does ratty stuff, yeah. but at least he will like throw down. Like at least, yeah. Like, even during, like I remember even when he was in Calgary, like all of that stuff with with like Cassian, like and everything. Like he, he at he least is willing. The, bell the last, yeah. but like every time, and this happens. So I saw them a lot last year. You know, just by covering every Leafs game, and even like a bit this year, Cousins. And last year when they had Gudis, Gudis was the worst. Cousins, he Bennett, Gudis. He will commit a crime. Yeah. Like, like this was Gudis last year, but it's 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 bled over into Bennett and and Cousins. They will commit a crime. Like, like they will slash you, hit you, cross check you, whatever. Then the player will go for retribution, and the guy will either refuse to fight back. Or he will turtle, which was like, I saw that and I was like laughing and I was embarrassed. Like, do you not have, are you not embarrassed, Nick Cousins? How are you? Like you, Nick Cousins can't be considered a tough guy. He's not. No, that is the most gut, like gutless, cowardly chicken shit thing I have ever seen. Are you kidding me? You obliterate a guy. And then when he comes from behind, from behind, and then you think, and then when he comes to get retribution, you go into a little ball like this and you're like, oh, don't hit me. Don't hit me. Oh, like. 
Are you kidding me? I saw Erica Branson like throw him down. Have some pride. My immediate thought, and like this is probably not the best thing to admit. My immediate thought was, I hope Erica Branson beats yeah. the absolute piss out of him. I don't want to sound like it's toxic masculinity here, but like, be, no. a, be a man. Yeah. Like, 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 answer the bell. What are you doing? In in So in real life, if you commit a crime, generally, you have to go to jail. Generally speaking, you have to go to jail. Or, or we can actually go the other way. If you are in the mob and you do a thing, you have to answer for it. Usually, yes. In hockey, if you are lucky enough to stay in the game and not commit a fi- and not have a five minute penalty and a game misconduct the way Ryan Strom, knee on knee, not a dirty player at all, answered the bell with Mark Shifley yes. and right he, away. And he beat the crap out of him too. Like that was a great fight. It was a great fight, but, like, but he knew yeah. that was a bad hit. I got to answer for it. And, and like Ryan Strom is not a tough guy. No, Nick Cousins purports to be this tough guy. The reality is. He's checking shit. I did check it out though. Ryan Strom has three had three fighting majors last year. Wild behavior. I I that I did not expect that. But yeah, Nick Cousins is supposed to be this big tough guy. He's on floor. He's Florida. a wuss. That is that is the like maybe the most cowardly thing I've seen. You obliterate a guy when he's back turned defenseless. Then he comes to get retribution, and you crawl into the fetal position <laughs> twice, and, twice, twice, and you go like, oh, Mister Ref, oh, Daddy, help me, help me, like, ugh. Mom, come pick me up. I'm scared. Eric is hurting me. What a what a joke! Like if you're like the Panthers were at I least. I did not have a single problem with what Eric and Yeah, I mean the Panthers Zero. last year. In fact, I should. I think you should have been able to do it again. <laughs> I think the Panthers last year were at least endearing, somewhat enough. Like last because they were just like so tough and so ratty and everything. This is the opposite of that. They're like, not tough. This is not. They're tough. ratty. That's not tough. It doesn't take a tough person to sucker punch someone. It takes a tough person to like. To, stand to, up after they to when that guy gets hit and they go back at you to like answer the bell and Nick Cousins failed that like that he probably he probably saw how big how much bigger Erica Brance is than him going like oh I, I messed up uh oh like yeah you're coward here's the thing and and I'm, I'm kind of happy that it's Erica Branson because Erica Branson is on April 11th when they play again Erica Branson's not like I'm gonna fight your fighter mm-hmm. he's gonna go to Nick Cousins and be like you are dropping your gloves or once again I am going to pound you yeah and like that's, that's what she said um and so like the, yeah I just the Florida Panthers as a whole I, don't get me wrong. Paul Maurice's press conferences are amazing. I think he's he's I, the biggest complainer in the league, though. Like like Paul Maurice yes. for the guy who who is the coach of the dirtiest team in the league. I've never and keep in mind, I'm the, the Florida guy, Panthers don't get to say anything. Anymore. I love I I, I I am a big uh, the refs don't deserve rights kind of guy. You know, like I like I don't but, I don't like refs. I think they're they're a big part of what's ruining the sport. But like if you are Paul Maurice and your team is the the dirtiest and that is your debt like that is what has led to your success you don't get to like do the do the the fingers on the bench the Paul Conda forever yeah pose. you don't get to go into the into the the press conference every time and spin you know uh, 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 I don't know like folksy yarns about how like the, the, like you don't get the to Panthers do it. being like always in Toronto my brother in Christ brother. Nick Cousins. Also, just look at what do you mean? Always in Toronto? Do you think the Leafs have have calls that go go for them? Like, there's a reason that they've been out of the. The Leafs are the only team that gets called for instigator penalties in the league. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? It's literally embarrassing. What are you talking about? And I love this guy because he's a he's a column. We call him a column maker. He makes your column oh, the after quotes. the game, which is great. But like, dude, this this Panthers team, 
They they are they're becoming the Bruins without the success, <laughs> without the cup win. Yeah. Because I was like No, you know what? No, not even. Because at least Chara would stand up and and like like he would run guys, but he'd st- he'd be right there. So Sean Thornton would Sean answer Thornton the bell. Would do it. Like, uh, even uh, really Gregory only, Gregory Campbell would answer the bell. Dennis Seidenberg would answer the bell. It's really only Brad Marshad, who's th- the Panthers equivalent of that yeah. is Sam Bennett. No, Except they have, Brad they have like five. They, they have like five guys who'd be the equivalent of that. But like they Nick have, Cousins is a bottom. Nick Cousins is the Panthers equivalent of Trent Frederick. Ryan Lomberg does this stuff too. Yeah, like, like, like they have answer all the these bell. Guys. Like at some yeah. point, and this is this is where it goes to, like refs and the league. If he was originally called for a five minute major, there. If you just leave that as a five minute major. Uh, which it should have been left as if you're Eric Robinsoning this, because that's a way worse hit than what Eric Robinson did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I want to bring up this example. So last night in the Cowboys Eagles football game, there was a, a catch that actually ended up being incomplete on the sideline. And instead of being like, we got to review this and we got to look at this. New York called down and said, you got the call wrong. Reverse it, mm-hmm. reverse it back to go off. We go. When we're talking about five minute majors, it needs to come to the war room and it's got to be like, that's a five. Because at least then it's Chris King making the call and he's making the call across the board. Or you have your director of officiating, Stephen Walkham, in that war room every single night. Sorry, Stephen, you don't get a day off because this is what your job is. I don't trust him. I don't, but you know what? At least then it's the same person making the call so we know who to blame (laughs) right so you don't have different refs and we don't have different things like honestly not tim peel not dave jackson like they work in tv but have a former ref have don van massenhoven who works for the league now Mm. put him in there his job is five minute majors sure that's it you're the executive vice president of five Five minute majors but then at least when we want consistency it's one guy Mm -hmm. right and so like that's how you avoid, and they just call down and they go, "That's a five, done." Yeah, and you you won't video review the uh, NFL thing last night. It took them less time to call down to review it and call down than it did for them to walk back to the line of scrimmage. So don't give me this; it's going to take longer. That was super obviously a five. It needed to be a five, and so did the Kane one. They easily could have just called into Edmonton and been like, "That's a five. He's gone." Speaking of Edmonton. The Oilers are back, baby. They this who could have foreseen that they get not us anything re- like not us. We didn't call this. If at I'm all. Jay Woodcroft, I'm punching holes in drywall right now because I go like literally it is be- like they're getting saves. Like like I I was I got fired because we had eight seventy goal eight sixty yeah. So Stuart Skinner is still in eight eighty nine. But yeah, but okay, then that goes that goes to show how bad he is being. This but, season because he has a 931 his last six stars and he still is an 889. Yeah. And he's given up two or less in four of his of the six stars. Yeah. So he's been incredible and he's and that's only brought it back up to an 889. That goes to show how bad it is. Atrocious. But seven straight wins. Uh McDavid and Drysidle, they are back. Zach Hyman is a god. Yeah. Like it, it's Zach Hyman is now um leading evolving hockey's model for the heart in terms of most valuable player. And like <laughs> kind of funny but when you actually i've been watching the i've watched all seven wins Mm -hmm. you actually watch uh he's driving the play 
He's but been he's great. Offensively, defensively, power play, penalty kill. He is driving the bus. When he's on the ice, the Oilers are simply never in their defensive zone, ever. So you look at this. Their shooting percentage has regressed positively. It's still 27th in the league. So it still has a way to go, right? They're still going to be on the come up. They're only in front of the... So the Devils and the Oilers have the worst save percentage at 5-on-5. Five five. The Devils need a goalie like you wouldn't even believe. Oh, dude. Yeah. It's bad. But so there's still hopefully some regression there. So they've won seven straight and there's still positive regression to come. They rank second in expected goals per 60 differential. Second in the whole league. Like their decor, Darnell Nurse has actually been pretty good this year. Cody Cece, he's been good. Evan Bouchard has been absurd. That guy's in the Norris conversation. So Evan Bouchard, yeah, like he's, he's over a point per game as a defenseman. He's been great. It wasn't too long ago that like he was getting the tar and feather Edmonton media treatment. It was like maybe two, three weeks ago. I was seeing a lot he of was like the Jake Gardner treatment. He, he was like, I was seeing a lot of like, what do we do to get this guy out of here? Kind of thing, which is um, crazy. Or, like, do we healthy scratch him? Stuff like that. Um, His issue Bouchard's issue is that like, he's, he rarely makes mistakes, but when he does, it, they're, they're in the back. Of the it's the Jake Gardner stuff. Like yeah. he has make a ton of mistakes, but when he does, he literally like, he obviously get is a, a primary... far more positive impact player than Jake Gardner yeah. is. But like, sorry, um, point per game defensemen don't grow on trees. So I don't care how bad you think he is. You're wrong. Like you're wrong. Well, the good news is that they have Philip Broberg ready to take his spot just in case. Right. Uh, nope. Right. That, no, he's, he's the right. He's an eighth overall pick. He like, yep. He should be like the, the organization should be coveting him and he's ready to, to thrive. Right. Uh, nope. Oh, well, at least they're like granting him opportunity to look elsewhere. Right. Uh, nope. Oh. So they've totally tanked his value. So okay. if they want to use him to acquire a goaltender, like, I don't know, John Gibson, um, they're not going to be able to do that. But the thing with Zach Hyman, I want to get back to him. Sure. Him and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, obviously McDavid and Dreisaitl get all the the accolades. And uh, McDavid has point, multi-point. Um, he has more three-point or four-point games than he does zero-point games. I believe that's that's an insane stat. Had, <laughs> that's so ridiculous. What was it? He had he had like I think he has like twenty one points his last nine games or something. Like it's it's something absurd. Yeah, like that. and Drysaddle has points in five of seven. But if you look at Zach Hyman, twelve of his twenty seven points have come since the last week of November. So everyone's sort of heating up, and mm. the only funny enough, completely useless player on their roster, like negative player, is a Vander Kane. Like even Connor Brown has a higher value. And Connor Brown has two points. One. One. He's got he has one assist in eighteen. But he's not games. a boat anchor defensively like Evander Kane is. Yeah, I believe him and Ryan Reeves are the same points per game. Like exactly, because they both played I believe eighteen games. Except Connor Brown's better defensively, so it's I like, mean, well, yeah, yeah. And he probably plays more than like seven minutes a night. But yeah, like it's. But he's Hyman's creating a ton of opportunities. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been incredible. Yeah. For the Oilers, like offensively, defensively, shorthanded, power play. Like he's a perfect complimentary player. Like he's he's not gonna like lead. I think he's not the straw that stirs the drink, but he's a tasty drink. That's for sure. Right. He mm. is on a cup winner. He's a hundred. He's a hundred point. Uh, con- like he's a, he's a hundred point secondary scoring. Pretty much right because if you put him, if he's the top line center on a team, an, it's a problem. That's almost an oxymoron. Hundred point secondary scoring. But, that's but like him. if you if if you put if he's the top line center, yeah, you're not getting this. But if he's if he's your two C, 
Or your two left wing. Or your two left wing or anything. Like, even if he's like your first line left wing, that's a pretty good team, I'd say. Like, put Ryan Nugent Hopkins up there. That's right. not bad. But McLeod like, has been pretty good. He's, he's been better. That's for sure. Yep. Dylan like, Holloway's been good. Mm-hmm. Um, Matias Ekholm's looking like Matias Ekholm again. Yeah. You know, like, which I think is the biggest, that's the biggest, uh, uh, like, so if they've that got a top around, four that's actually performing well, right? They've got, they have the goaltending that's working well. They got the top four. And then the boys are the boys. And the boys are the boys. Miraculous. Seven straight wins. There you go. Like, and they're we, not even getting lucky. Like, they're not. Whom's could have seen this coming that they, 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 you let your they're star player team. get, get, you let your star player get healthy because you rushed them back to play in a game that the an outdoor game the nhl did decide to market to three people <laughs> yeah. um and and your goaltender is not an 864 or whatever he was before embarrassing like and and look at this everything's great again i still think they need to they absolutely need a new goalie they're they're, they're talking about they're talking about calling campbell back up and then it was funny because they've talked about calling campbell back up and then, and then, like that was the talk. That was the talk of the town for a week. Then the Bakersfield Condors play, like Campbell starts, and he has a stinker. And suddenly, that all like then the everyone is, shut oh, up. And then the report is okay. We're gonna we're gonna hold off a little bit then on that. You know, like it's if that if you're really doing this on a day to day basis, because you send if you send Campbell, he's not down, ready to come back up. You send Campbell down. You go. You're staying here for like two months. You're becoming the starting goaltender. You're you're gonna you're you're basically gonna like that's gonna be your routine. And then once you've shown that you can be that again, then we'll then we'll send you back up. It's not like oh, if he does well in this one small sample size game, then you'll call. You know, like it, it shouldn't change that. It's, no, that's yeah. that's that's, that's a not bad the way. plan. That's bad development. That's not the way you run a team. But that's also really par for the course for the Oilers. Oh, um, yeah. They suck at developing. Yeah, but I think John Gibson is kind of almost. We talked about this on Game Over Winnipeg last night. Mm-hmm. John Gibson, I feel like because Lucas Dostal was. He's their guy now. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be their guy, but John Gibson's getting the run of starts here, and I think it's because Pat Verbeek sees that he's on his game and he's going to be able to get a haul from either Edmonton or New Jersey for him. Why yeah. not? Why not, right? Just do it. Like, first, Xavier Borgo. Uh, Philip Broberg, Xavier Borgo in a first-round pick. Thank you very much. And then Off you figure go. it out. Like, the cap-wise, you figure it out. If you have to, like... Maybe maybe include some extra assets in there to get to, to include Campbell. a Vander Kane. <laughs> well, yeah, like I'm not, no, actually, I'm not sure I'd want him around a young team. That seems like a bad idea. Yes, um, but look, the Oilers, good on them, man. They're they're bringing it up like we we saw not to not to pat ourselves in the back here, but like we saw everyone. You know, not even just us. Everyone saw this coming. They get better goaltending. They let McDavid and Drysdale get healthy. You know, like they let Ekholm get healthy. Boom. We knew this wasn't a bad team. It was a team that was getting horrible goaltending that that was in, that was poisoning everything else. They finally fixed that. Look at them now. There you go. Exactly. Like and and the boys are the boys are rolling. Their power play is back at the top of the league where it belongs. But I think for me, the difference between the Oilers this year and in years past is their underlying numbers are fantastic. Like this mm. is it. They're unsustainably bad, and like they won seven straight. And it's still like there's still positive regression to come. Yeah, they're absolutely making the playoffs. Yeah, of course they're. Like, unless a catastrophic injury them, happens. I got, I got Connor McDavid for the heart at an embarrassingly high number because when he had that slow start and everything, and the Oilers at one point were plus three hundred to make the playoffs, and I mashed that bet because I was like, there's, there's no way. 
Like, what are we doing? And alas, like, the thing about it is he was never going to stay down for long. And now he's in God mode. Like, the goal he scored against Minnesota, goodness gracious. Like, he walked around their entire team and their goalie and just deposited it in the net. And it's like one of those things where you kind of have to shrug your shoulders and you're like, oh, yep, he's back. Whatever like cryo chamber he's been in or whatever painkillers they're giving him or like mystical roots and vegetables they're giving him to heal Chinese herbal medicine. Like like it's working. So good on them. Um, Right, Rachel. Well, this is the end of the podcast. Uh, Before we head out, just want to give a shout out to our charity of choice, Jumpstart. Uh, Make sure to go to uh, we have the link in our bio. Make sure to go to Jumpstart, donate so kids can play. Uh, kids in economically disadvantaged uh, communities can play team sports. It's very important. Um, so yeah, jump Jumpstart, our charity of choice. Rachel, we will be back on Thursday. We will. Um, uh, probably not in this co- in these costumes. Probably in different ones. Maybe we'll see. But uh, until then, we will bid you adieu. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, subscribe. Uh, follow us on Twitch. Uh, we'll be doing streams every week, potentially moving to multiple every week. That'd be great. Um, and uh, new Mike's Meals for Ones on YouTube. Check that out. I made it was Parm really, Sammies. really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I am going to be using that recipe. There you go. And let's hope it snows because snow miser over there. Exactly. Well, it's a nice, cold, brisk day. I can't wait to walk home uh, in the cold, brisk weather. Till then, we will see you later. <laughs>